0: Welcome to this week's episode of Soccer Neophytes Podcast. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about Fabianski, Liverpool's savior. A lack of discipline is the road to relegation. The price of a place on the table. A North London battle for Champions League. And Mr. West Ham. What's up, gentlemen? Hey,
1: hey. hey, what's going on, boys?
0: We're just coming to the end of this season. Can you guys believe it? 38 weeks, almost done.
1: You're still following? <laughs> I, I stopped following like nine weeks ago.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> I, keep- I think there's
2: some teams that stopped playing around that time.
0: Yeah, Wolves were one I can of them. name Let's, one of them. Yeah. Both <laughs> of our teams, I think, Chris. Uh, I did predict. I told you guys. I said I wouldn't be surprised if Wolves lost to Norwich. We didn't lose to Norwich, but a draw <laughs> feel, feels like a loss.
1: Sure does. You finally entered that range, though. Remember when you were making fun of me a couple years ago when I said draws were feeling like losses? You're like, oh, typical Manchester United snob. <laughs>
0: Well, <laughs> welcome well, to
1: the dark side, Nate.
0: Well, it's different, it's all a matter of who you play because when we drew against Chelsea, it felt like a win. So <laughs> yeah, it's not so much that as much as it is who you're playing matters, right? It does. I think, I think that, we've
1: said that before on here.
0: It feels like forever since we've said it, there's only one match. Right. Well, a couple couple clubs have two matches left, but uh, this Sunday. As much as I love recording and editing late Monday nights, I'm I'm definitely excited that uh, this is the last one and we will be recording, watching live, probably most of us. Kemi has said he's going to make an appearance, which I'm fascinated to just talk to him on the pod <laughs> about Premier League. Uh Tim is a bit TBD depending on Liverpool's likelihood of playing for a title. He may pub it, which is the right thing to do. If, if really, it,
1: I, I disagree. You disagree. I think, I, with I think we could have an open forum on this. Not that uh, I don't uh, think it wouldn't be fun because I do think hitting a pub, watching that game, potentially celebrating with other fans is a good time, but, but, Here's what I will promise you is if Liverpool has a chance at clinching or getting to the top of the table, I will be rooting them on wholeheartedly in your honor because we're friends and I care about friendship. Now, I know Nate's very different. He has a lot of hate in his heart. (laughs) He has a lot of sports hate in his heart and he can't do that. He'll never cheer for certain teams and blah, blah, blah. That's him. That's not me, though. And I can't think of a better spot for you to be on Sunday than with us rooting for Liverpool. Right next to you on your couch. Right. Because who's more important, (laughs) me or the strangers getting drunk at 9 a.m. in a pub?
2: It might be a it might be a draw between those two.
0: The complexities of it is that Liverpool plays Wolves. So that makes it more complex. If they weren't playing Wolves, I would certainly be be rooting for Liverpool. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it's – I would not begrudge you.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll probably be there to watch it with you guys. I mean, especially, like, I was at the pub to watch the FA Cup final, which was awesome. I told you, Nate, earlier, like, I lost my voice – my right ear was ringing for the rest of the Saturday. um, And I was just kind of in a, in a daze. Um, And then I'll be back there for the champions league final. So I, so that's tilting me towards watching with you guys, but it is one of those things where like, for me, and I think for most soccer fans, fandom is a communal thing and soccer is uniquely that way. And so having this pub, like, it's really, it's really a pretty amazing thing that like, I don't think there's another local supporters group that's this like large and cohesive and ongoing, you know? So I, I could be wrong. Like I haven't like visited all the other um, pubs where there are supporter clubs, obviously, but it's been a pretty special like place to watch games. And even going, going back to like 2016, 2017, and then like this will be the third champions league final there with these same people so it's like there's something really special about it but the fact that i was just there and i'll be there again really tilts me towards watching with you guys so we'll see what happens tomorrow against southampton if that changes it at all but but i'm leaning that way
0: yeah after they drub them seven nil it (laughs) might shift your (laughs) But I mean, well, and I think that's something unique about the way Chris and I have essentially become fans, not not solely. I mean, we were definitely chose wolves and and united before the pandemic. but the last two seasons for us yeah. have been in the pandemic. I think um I know at least for me not having a, a large wolves contingency here. We've watched we watched one, wolves united match in a pub out in the east valley that doesn't even exist anymore and there were like two or three wolves fans that was the wolves pub
2: maybe that's why the pub doesn't exist anymore
0: worldwide the the wolves usa uh supporter group had a meetup this weekend in chicago and so people flew from baltimore and houston and all around ohio to meet up this this match and the group photo was smaller than the amount of liverpool fans gathering at the liverpool pub in phoenix right so
2: yeah
0: we i don't i'm not afforded that opportunity i think the closest i will get will be this summer in this wolves this potential wolves uh u.s tour but um chris you you haven't seen a match at georgian dragon have you no sir you should like, I went and watched a match there <laughs> that uh, I don't know what weekend, it wasn't opening weekend. Was it, but was it opening weekend? United wolves. I forget. It was one of those first three matches wolves lost one nil and they had a great, they had a great crowd. They were That's super- probably the
2: other really large fan group at pub in the Valley.
0: Yeah. And they were, they were super welcoming to me. I mean, there was definitely some good like banter going on, uh-huh. but it wasn't like, Vile or aggressive. Like it was, it was fun. And I, w- I managed to keep myself like relatively kind, which probably helped. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tim, why don't we even just start off with the FA Cup? Um, I didn't get to see it. I had a conflicting uh, uh, something in my schedule. So I'd love to hear you, you watched it with Liverpool supporters, FA Cup final, went into sh- penalty shootouts. <laughs> Uh, Tell us about it.
2: Yeah, I mean, in that way, it was kind of deja vu after the Carabao Cup just a couple months ago um, against Chelsea, again went to shootouts and ended. I mean, any shootout is dramatic, but um, but this was pretty dramatic as well. It went beyond the first five to the the sixth uh, shot. But, um, yeah, so it was scoreless, uh, goalless up through extra time or through the added time, the extra 30 minutes. And but it really was exciting, I think. And um, there were there were definitely periods of play that felt like Liverpool was way more dominant. But then there were other times that felt, from my perspective, just very chaotic and very like nerve wracking that Chelsea was going to break through. So um, and we were talking earlier today, Nate, we looked up the numbers and saw like 53, 47 possession and then a lot of the other stats like. Shots on goal, they each had two. So it was, like, very level, very even, even though the game felt like it, it swung one way to the, to the other. Um, but, yeah, really fun. I mean, and it was just, just you know, two, two and a half hours in this pub. It just crowded. And the decibel levels when Simikas got that winning goal, like, it was just, it was so loud. There was beer flying through the air there was singing and dancing. And um, so it was, it was awesome. It felt so great. And really, um, you know, I I was at this pub for the champions league final a couple of years ago against Tottenham. And that was such a letdown of a game. I mean, it was great to win, but it it, like, it was a kind of a boring game. And so this one felt more fun and more jubilant than that. So I hope it's another one like that in a couple of weeks for the champions league final against Real Madrid, but uh, yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun.
0: That's great. I mean, it's, it's kind of amazing that Liverpool for all the talk about city this year um, Liverpool still has a chance at the quadruple or whatever they call it. A treble yeah. is kind of remarkable if they are yeah. able to pull off a treble. Um, and I'd be curious to know if anyone's pulled off a treble without winning their, their without own winning the league. league without winning their own league. That's and I think that's, question. and that's maybe unique to, to the English FA because I don't know if a lot of other leagues have two domestic competitions. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how many other leagues you even have the opportunity to win two domestic cups plus champions league. So my guess is it's maybe not very normal. And so this could be a pretty once of a lifetime opportunity obviously you'd love to get the the quadruple but uh, to win all three would be pretty remarkable and yeah. still maybe not be the best team in your own league
2: <laughs> exactly right that's how crazy it is
0: yeah well speaking of the potential best team the the team in the driver's seat manchester city with a pretty shocking come from behind draw against west ham that was a super exciting game i watched i was watching wolves uh, Norwich which was at the same time so I didn't get to watch it live but spent a lot of time watching highlights and extended extended replay and it looked like a remarkable a remarkable match I mean 2-2 but I think kind of similarly to what you're describing Tim pretty pretty even um lots of opportunities it wasn't like West Ham West Ham went up 2-0 Man City came back but it wasn't like West West Ham didn't have any opportunities later on. There was a couple opportunities. Uh, Antonio with the opportunity kind yeah. of one on one with the keeper, he decided to try and chip it over the top um and then obviously with Fabianski's saving the, yeah. the penalty um and really saving Liverpool's chances. Totally. Uh, so I think they'd be pretty much unreachable. Uh Had he not saved that, so uh, very exciting, exciting game. One of those things where you just see a perfect penalty goes in,
2: Mm -hmm. it
0: was still a great penalty, like solid strike, so much power, it just wasn't quite high enough. And Fabianski was able to get two hands on it and
1: yeah,
0: and stop it. So, Liverpool plays tomorrow. Uh, they need at least a point to have a chance, but even then um, they really have to win and probably by a decent margin of goals in order to, to really have a shot at the title still. So uh, but they are playing Southampton who has been known to give up very large margins of defeat. So uh, I wouldn't put it past them a seven nil tomorrow. Would not I would like honestly would not be surprised <laughs> by a seven nil liver Salah with four goals, uh Jata with a couple and then TAA or Diaz
2: something. G- Diaz can get one. one. Yeah, TAA T- That's really what it's gonna take though for me to feel like the league is still within reach. Cause I just don't like yeah, I just don't see City dropping enough points. Um, yeah, you know, dropping dropping any points really yeah in their final game so uh man that would be fun though
0: yep well we'll be watching it tomorrow at the office i'm sure at the opposite end of the table uh the relegation battle continues everton with just an absolute debacle two red cards in the match which we'll talk about later um losing three, two, just a mess, still mostly safe. Uh, they, they've still got a game in hand, uh, on Leeds. Burnley has a game in hand on lead Leeds, though. They're in 17th place. They're not by any stretch of the imagination safe. Um, they they're in some ways they're actually, the odds are not in their favor according to, to Vegas. Um, that the odds are against them to, to avoid relegation. Uh, They play at Brentford. Who's been playing great over the weekend and both Burnley and Everton have, have games in hand. So Everton hosts crystal palace on Thursday, Burnley goes to Villa. And then over the weekend, Burnley hosts Newcastle and um, everton goes to arsenal so they're not easy matches across yes. for any of those teams so a lot will still shake out over the weekend
1: you know who the most important team to watch is over the next seven days who's that it's aston villa yeah yeah they kind of hold all the cars on both races
2: yeah they do that's right it's all resting on you steven gerrard
0: yeah, and that, that's a fun part of the the storyline, right? Is that Steven Gerrard has the opportunity to win Liverpool the title or or give them a chance <laughs> at the title on that final on that exactly. final final day?
2: Which, of course, he never did it as captain of Liverpool. They got really close, but he never never was able to do it. It is interesting because I, I did see the betting line as well that Leeds is still predicted to go down. Um, yeah that Everton will stay up, but, and that, and that Burnley will stay up, but Burnley and Burnley does have those two games, but at Aston Villa and then, and then um, against hosting Newcastle, those are, those are a couple of really, really tough games. Like it's totally conceivable. They get zero points from those two matches. And then it's totally like a totally fair result. Right. That's right. Like I saw a bit of, of uh, Newcastle and Arsenal and Newcastle, like maybe we'll get into like what teams have to play for at this point a little bit later. And, but Newcastle was playing out of their minds. Dude, it was electric.
0: It was, it was electric. And I don't know. I don't know if they just, they, they, they can already envision their place next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if they already see that and they're, they're inspired and how has them, inspired you know final home match of this of the of the season that might play a role didn't play a role for wolves over the weekend but might play a role for a team like newcastle yeah. surging um but yeah no newcastle is not they're not a walkover like they yeah. they definitely that that'll be a tough match for burnley
1: i'm just going to throw this out here to change the the match that we're talking about, but Man City Aston Villa on Sunday has a ton of Ted Lasso potential. Like, like what if Villa's leading 2-1 the whole game and then Jack Graylish scores two goals in the last seven minutes and runs away with the title and flips Villa the bird and celebrates his new championship against his old team. Mm. Saying it's got yeah. that, it's got that feel to it.
0: Well, the other, the other Ted Lasso references, uh, Jesse Marsh at Leeds apparently over the weekend when they were down one nil and really just were lethargic. Apparently his halftime speech was like a very much a believe, like you have to believe in yourselves that, that this is possible. So, uh, we all want Ted Lasso in our lives. So we're willing to invent it if we have to uh, <laughs> life imitating art.
2: Are we getting another season this summer? I
0: dude, think so. Yeah. Soon? I hope so. We have to dude. Spoiler alert, but Nate left, right? Nate, did he take the West Ham job? Oh
2: yeah. Remember
0: Nate, Nate took the West Ham. Well, job. I don't
2: think he's left the show.
1: No, he's no, got that's what I'm he, saying. Yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's going to be what um, season three is all about. Yeah, he's he's the villain.
2: He already was the villain kind of in this season, but.
0: But very unlikely villain. I mean, what a great twist. Sorry if you haven't watched Ted Lasso yet, but.
2: But that's on you if you haven't. And then you also don't know who Nate is.
0: That's true. And you'll be very shocked if you start watching to learn that he eventually (laughs) become become the West Ham manager.
1: (laughs) And he has gray hair. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking right now. There's no confirmed date for the release of season three as of right now. We're going to need
2: it this summer when it's 120 degrees here.
1: I don't think you're going to get it until maybe the end of the year. Really?
2: Isn't it a summer release generally? Um, Traditionally?
0: We're a Premier League podcast, including make-believe Premier League. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, I I think. uh, I don't know. Trying to see and so season one. Season
2: one came out August fourteenth. Season two came out July twenty third. Okay, so June. June is when we'll Bring, it,
0: bring it in. Bring it in a, a month earlier for us. Give us the Premier League fix in the middle of the summer.
2: Right.
0: Okay. Well, we've talked about the top. We've talked about the bottom. What about the middle? What does the middle have to play for, gentlemen? it's been calculated that each position is worth about $2.2 million. And so there is something to play for, uh, if not just professional pride, but uh, you know, especially the fact that you have between ninth and 13th, there's only three points Uh, separating those clubs and even the fact Villa has two games in hand, you know, a team like Villa theoretically could finish ninth. I mean, a lot would have to happen for, for that to happen, but if they were to finish ninth, that's, you know, another $12 million in the coffers. And that's a good young potential squad player you know that's you know you can spend that money and that that matters so so there is stuff to play for for the middle of the pack they can't go to Majorca yet in their minds or their hearts they've they've got to hold off uh just a few more days
2: where, where does the that calculation come from what what's the like what generates the 2.2 million so it's not like there's an pay- allocation of TV it is. deals? Oh, is that what it well, is? I don't or? know.
0: I don't know where the money comes from. I just know that Do they
2: actually get
0: there's two point two million. Okay, it's just the difference between spots. I don't know what the I don't. Gotcha. It's not like it's it's not like it's two point two increments, and it starts yeah, yeah, at two point two if you finish at the bottom. It's just that's the that's the algorithm, or that's like the math is essentially it's around two point two million pounds gotcha. per position. Gotcha. So. Uh, I also wanted to talk I don't know if you guys saw but mark noble 18year career at West Ham United uh, is coming to an end this weekend he he's retiring 18 years started in the in the youth I think he went out on loan for one season but 550 appearances in all competitions for West Ham uh, they call him mr West Ham that's there's I just want to pause and like talk about what's there's a lot remarkable about that. I know when a, when a player hits around 200, at least with wolves, 200 has been kind of this magic number of a player having really given themselves to the club. And so for Mark Noble to play 550 is, is pretty remarkable. I think even
2: just to play that many in, in a top any top leagues combined is is that's a big number right yeah much less to do it all for one for one club
0: yeah that's that's right yeah 550 in general but then to do it for one club and then i think i think just simply the fact that they have they have dubbed him mr west ham like to put it into perspective it's not like I don't know who you'd call Mr. Phoenix son. Is it, you know, Charles Barkley or uh, Nash, Nash maybe
1: it will be Booker.
0: It will be Booker eventually. That's right. But when Booker retires in, you know, 12 years, let's say he plays this massive career, 10 years, Booker retires, the Suns will still have been a franchise of only like 60 years, 70 years, let's say this is a franchise that's 126 years old. And so for a modern player to be dubbed Mr. West Ham, I just, I find it really remarkable that one, he obviously played so many matches for the club, but also was such a man of character and professional pride that he endeared himself to the fans enough to where that would be the moniker that he would receive. So in this day and age of any sport to stick your entire career with one team is remarkable. Then to, you know, kind of earn the affection of the fans. I just, I watched kind of their entire, I watched the entire, the entirety of their, you know, celebration of him. And it was just really, it was a really, it was a really cool thing and something definitely to be celebrated.
2: Yeah. I just saw highlights from it. It was pretty emotional to see, Kind of the was six, 16 is that his number in the stands and just seeing him crying and yeah um, I can't imagine I mean, how you then go and play I guess he came in off the bench he had a little time to gather his thoughts but can't imagine playing a game after that
0: 16th minute I think they gave him a big standing oh, nice. and yeah it's pretty cool. Guys, something I hadn't noticed in previous seasons, so I didn't know if you knew about this and knowing is half the battle. Did you guys know that basically every club after their final home match does a lap of appreciation with their, their kids come out, walk around the stadium, clap, you know, fans clap for them. They clap. Have you, have you guys seen this before?
2: I feel like I have,
1: yeah. I feel like I've seen like clips of it, but I didn't know that like that was a tradition that like everybody does.
0: Yeah. And they may I, I thought it was called the the lap of honor, but today watching the Arsenal Newcastle match, they they were the commentators were mentioning that they were announcing it on the PA to stay behind because we're gonna be doing the lap of appreciation. And the uh the commentator mentioned that. Lap of honor is only reserved for those who have like trophies to celebrate. And he called it, he like made a like clear distinction. That's a map, it's a lap of appreciation if you don't have anything like legitimate to celebrate. So
1: now we know. And knowing is half the battle.
0: Wolves had theirs uh, pretty emotional. There's a there's pretty the prevailing thought is that there will be massive overhaul this year with Wolves, uh, with a lot of players who helped them win the championship and played in Europe, will be gone. Even Ra- even Raoul, there's some ru- r- rumors that he may be gone. So, what's good, the
2: think? What's the thinking there with as well as Wolves are playing? Is it salary stuff, contracts?
0: It's uh, Bruno's new direction. It's a lot- Yeah, it's basically all those things. Ruben Neves, he wants to play in Champions League. And it's kind of like, unfortunately, he's taken Wolves and Wolves have taken him kind of as far as he can go. And so it's kind of like, and this is something I don't really fully understand. I have to trust kind of what reasonable fans are saying, but it's like most of what I see is we owe it to Ruben Neves to allow him to leave right? Uh, Like, and that doesn't, that doesn't really hit me in the same way that I, it just doesn't resonate in the same way that sports do here in the States, because you know, if Damian Lillard leaves and goes to the Suns, it feels different, right? Like you
2: don't feel warm and fuzzies that he'll go and get his trophy.
0: Yeah, no, I don't. I, I want him to stay with Portland and, and build around him, you know? And so so Neves is likely gone. Um, and then we have some expiring contracts, John Matinho, he's 35. Um, so it's kind of one of those like natural expectations that he might move on, maybe head back to Portugal, finish out his career there. Raul underperformed this year. So it might be just time for him to move on to get just a fresh start somewhere we have a handful of other people roman Seiss, i think has an expiring contract um, just a handful of people with expiring contracts and and i think again i think reasonable fans that i've that i've seen it feels like the squad needs to be freshened up like we've hit like a steal. we we got to do something cuz we've we're flirting around this like 7 8 12 spot so if we wanna if we wanna push on, we need to try and push on. You know, yeah. I don't know what we'll get for Neves, but 70 million seems to be kind of a number that's floated around. That's probably fair. Well, 70 million, we could sign three really good players that could strengthen the the club, you know. Would they
2: be Portuguese? Likely. <laughs>
0: so <laughs> but, but who knows? We'll see there. So, so stay, stay tuned for lap of honor, lap of appreciation. If your club has uh, a home match this weekend, guys, there were a ton of red cards. I know we had some midweek matches, but there were just a ton of red cards. Daniel James, uh, formerly of Manchester United fame, uh, but now on Leeds with a studs up tackle, he gets a straight red, hinders Leeds' op- uh, chances of winning. Then over the weekend, Everton had two reds. Uh Branthwaite with a denial of a goal scoring opportunity. Rondon towards the end of the match with a studs up tackle. <laughs> Everton ended up playing with nine men at the end of that match. Um Rob Holding had two yellows for, for Arsenal. I mean, teams with something to play for just losing their minds. I mean, I, they can't even keep their players. It's the second, it was the second weekend away uh, weekend away uh, second weekend in a row where Leeds had someone sent off. They barely have anyone left that can even play for them Um, and they're battling relegation. We obviously know Everton's the same way. I mean, it's just, it's a mess.
1: You think guys just want them in an the early summer? They're like, <laughs> they're Maybe. like, ah, this is a good time to take a red and miss the next three games. I'm good. Let's do it.
0: They
2: did the calculations of when their vacation can start.
1: <laughs> does it? I forget. Does it carry over?
0: I think it does.
1: Oh, that's okay, so impression. that's not worth it then to take a red to start your season, your offseason early, but then you're going to miss the home opener the first game next year. Well, the question is Does it
0: carry over into the championship? Because there's a chance that some of these guys uh, might be playing in the championship next year. So, or do they have to wait till the next time they're in the Premier League?
1: Man, so many questions. It's like we don't know what we're talking about. It's like we don't know,
0: as if we're neophytes. Crazy. Um, out of all the goals scored this week, I wasn't super impressed. There wasn't a ton of worldly goals. Um, Wisa had a nice little kind of header that he scored for, for Brentford, um, that floated over the keeper's head. But other than that, Grealish had a good strike, but even then it like deflected off someone like it looked a, nice. Seemed like
2: he got a little lucky.
0: Yeah, looked nice initial volley, but nothing really super striking from the weekend.
1: I don't know. I thought Vladimir Kufal's goal, header. yeah, it was a really nice header. Unfortunately, he was against his own team, and well, it's a house city. Ended up getting a point out of that, but yeah. You know, hey.
0: Save of the week to me, pretty clear was Fabianski. That had yeah. so many implications. West Ham still has a chance to. Um, move up a spot. They could, they could still jump United. So that uh, that point for them really mattered. Um, And obviously huge implications for Liverpool. It was huge. Even though there weren't great goals over the weekend, there were some really awesome goal celebrations. Uh, Wellbeck for for Brighton had I don't know what he was doing but it was kind of like he was he was like scratching like he was like doing a dj like scratch which I appreciated. I, I mean love it you can only see so many run to the away fans or you know s- knee slide or you know Neves point to your eye or you know you mm-hmm. suck on your thumb to celebrate your baby you know, I'm looking for some invention here, and uh, I was happy to see something a little different. And then the other one I loved wasn't really a celebration, but the Dominic Calvert-Lewin scored a goal that I think that I think Richarlison put. It looked like it went from it was Richarlison's goal, but Calvert Lewin it like grazed off his chest, Yeah. went in, and did you see? Did you see him? He's running down the pitch, going my goal. My, my, goal. my goal
2: is pretty pretty <laughs>
0: awesome. It's all I think he might even been yelling it at Richarlison. It's kind yeah. of I love that. It's funny. Well, let's move to lock it in review. Chris had City over West Ham, which did not happen. <laughs> You're welcome, Tim. But, <laughs> That drops him to 17 and 19. Uh, Tim took Tottenham over Burnley, which did happen. That moves Tim to 24 and 12. I have Liverpool over Southampton tomorrow, but it does not matter because with Tottenham's victory over Burnley, Tim moves to two and a half games above me. And Tim has... Clenched the lock it in championship well done
2: our listeners can't see it but i'm currently doing a walk of honor around the (laughs) office
0: (laughs) a walk of honor a silent clap yes yes
1: and we should mention it's his home office so it's about six steps each way
2: it is yeah
1: so congratulations tim i don't know how you managed to beat me i thought my picks were flawless (laughs)
2: well I do
0: what I can. Do what you can. But we will still do a lock it in for posterity for this upcoming week. Uh, Chris, who did you take?
1: Crystal Palace over Manchester United.
0: (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Uh, I am taking City over Villa. And Tim, who are you going to take?
2: I'm going Liverpool over Wolves.
0: It's a good, good pick. Although you did take Chelsea over Wolves, and that worked out in my favor that's right i was thinking when i was selecting city i was thinking to myself did we ever have a rule at some place that we forgot did we have a rule at some point where you couldn't take the team in first
1: so our first mm. year of doing picks the only rule we had was you couldn't use the same team twice until you've used every other team
0: okay that's so right we've oh. never
1: had a you can't Once we went to the, no, you can't pick against relegation zone teams. It was free game to pick anyone as long as they weren't playing a relegation zone team. The only first place winner rule we have is that you can't pick them as the neophytes picking a club.
0: That's right.
1: That's right. And I, I'm going to be honest here, guys. I'm a little hurt by Tim right now, Um. The fact that you didn't reach out to me and beg me to pick city again this week hurts Man. and stings. You know, my powers, you know, what I'm capable of. And the fact that you just let that go, I'm just going to be honest. It hurts.
2: It won't happen. Well, I have two things to say. One won't happen again. And 2 we'll give you a hug on Sunday morning as we're sitting next to each other on your couch.
1: Celebrating Liverpool's championship. That's right.
0: Celebrating Liverpool's championship. Well, I, just ponder the
1: future of wolves tim i'm kind of excited for you to see the sports bar setup i do in my house for this yeah (laughs) i'm excited too it's pretty wild we got two 65 inch tvs we got two projectors we got multiple screens uh it's going to be awesome so good
2: how many how many of the games will we have will we have all of them one way or another
1: all of them if we want i
0: think last year we had eight yeah there's a couple that we just We didn't need to see. I was
1: like, guys, I could put it on. Nate's like, I think this is enough.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I think we put the most important matches on the big screens, and then just everything by descending descending importance. Your screen got smaller.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or it was like shooting on, you know, the projector shooting on the wall that's behind the couch, you know.
0: Yeah. It feels so long ago, but la- remember last year, Serge Aguero had, did he get a hat? You know, he only got two goals, or maybe he got a hat. He just had this phenomenal final Six. match. Do you remember yep. that?
2: Yeah. feels like forever. Just ago. last year. <laughs> yeah. He barely played
1: last year.
0: I know, but that final yeah. match he just went off.
1: Didn't he come in late too? Like, he didn't, I don't think he started the match. I think he came in and just yeah. had two goals in the second half, and it was just,
0: Crazy. Yeah, that was great. Well, I have fond memories. That was fun. We'll get Kemi. Kemi's going to be there. I don't know about Kyle. Kyle, when we were texting, it seemed to me like he thought we were talking about this Sunday. Uh, I I don't have high expectations that he'll be there, but it would be fun.
1: Life is rough as a Leeds fan right now, so I'm I'm cutting him slack on that. But Kyle, yeah, that, you know you belong here, buddy.
0: That could be tough championship neophytes the spin-off the the spin-off podcast (laughs) well match of the week obviously liverpool and cities matches but i was looking now we're recording this without the midweek matches which will matter but as of now every match has really serious implications except for two chelsea watford which that match could have like the implications of three versus four because Chelsea still hasn't guaranteed third place, which is as remarkable as Wolves yeah, still being crazy. the ninth place to me. <laughs> and then Leicester Southampton. Those are the only two matches that have no implication either on the title, on Champions League, Europa versus Conference Cup or relegation. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's probably the best we could hope for going into the final weekend. So, should be fun. It's
2: exciting.
1: I, I'm looking at the standings, and I just – I have no idea how United's in sixth. Like, I mean, they could drop to seventh. But, like, I haven't like, this is a disaster of a season. They're still just sitting in sixth. Like, we're going to go to Europa. Yippee. It's as
0: baffling as Wolves still being in eighth, to be honest. Yeah. Like, Wolves being in eighth. Wolves have two points out of their last five and that's only what I can see, but I don't know if they, <laughs> I, it's been abysmal.
1: Yeah. But like what the, what Wolves have done is they either win or they lose. Like they don't yeah. really draw too many games. Like they only have six draws on the season, yeah. um, which is one of the lowest marks in the league. Um, so they either won or they lost. Unfortunately, they lost a little more than they won. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. That is exactly true. Wolves have three for five points uh, since April.
2: Mm, that's brutal, man.
0: And we could still, we could, st- we're in eighth, but we could still finish. Lester could catch us brighton could catch us that's it we could finish 10th yeah well we'll find out on sunday gentlemen
1: yes we will looking forward to seeing you guys
0: yeah it'll be a blast
1: glazers out
2: glazers out glazers out
1: Yeah. yeah